Welcome to Happy Hour with the Three Tomatoes. And no matter what time of the day you're listening, shouldn't every hour be happy? Cheers and enjoy the episode. Before we start our episode, let's talk girlfriend to girlfriend with a special message and a great offer from our friends at Pulse. We all know that when we go through menopause, we lose estrogen. But what we often don't talk about is how this can lead to intimacy issues. Sex can become uncomfortable and even painful. You may have tried personal lubricants and were turned off by the sticky mess. Well, now there's a new line of awesome personal lubes that were created by a rock star team of women. Doctors, engineers, chemists, and sociologists. You'll love Aloe Ah, a luxuriously smooth silicone-based lube with soothing aloe and vitamin E. And H2O is a natural water-based moisturizing lube made with hydrating organic chia extract. No sticky, icky mess here. You'll also love the Pulse Lube Warming Device. Trust us, ladies. The Pulse products are game changers when it comes to great sex at any age. And here's the best part. Get 15% off all lubricants with code 3TPulse15. Go to lovemypulse.com. He doesn't look 5'10", but he's still sitting. He pushes back his chair as he stands greatly. He was rising. Was he getting up to greet me? No. He'd already stood up. Oh, God. Oh, God, that's it. Oh, please don't tell me that's it. Please just let him grow just a few more inches. You were just listening to Antonia Casper as she described date number 25, which was one of the 45 coffee dates she went on in 90 days in search of Mr. Wright. I had such a great time chatting with Antonia today. She's a comedian and actress, and she turned this experience of finding Mr. Wright into a one-woman show and a soon-to-be-released book. I hope you enjoy the episode. So, Antonia, welcome to Happy Hour. I've actually oh. poured, my, I poured myself a glass of wine. I hope you have one, too, because I'll send yes. you a little, yes, I'm sending you a little virtual cheers. And so we have to start this conversation with the obvious question, why 45 dates in 90 days? Okay. Well, thanks a lot for having me on, Cheryl. I really appreciate it. Um, so basically, I, I turned 39. Of course, this was um, a few years ago. <clears throat> and um, I wanted to have a baby, and I, I suddenly realized, you know, I want to get married and possibly have a baby and have a family. And it was sort of a time crunch, basically. My, my biological clock was suddenly ticking out of nowhere. I had never had those feelings before. And... Um, so I, my sister, I was online for about a year and I did not meet anybody. Um, I don't know if I, it was because I was too picky or just, I wasn't attracting the right men or, or the, I just didn't like the men that I was attracting, um, as far as their profiles were concerned. So my sister dared me to meet a hundred men in six months. And I didn't think I could do that. So she narrowed it down to 50 men. It was actually 50 men in three months. So in 90 days. So I, you know, my older sister dared me and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make myself just get out there and, um, meet men, you know, meet for coffee in a public place, in a safe environment. Um, and it was through the internet mainly that okay. I, I, yep. 
So how did you, now that, I mean, that's a lot of dates. <laughs> so it's a lot of coffee. And a lot of coffee. So how did you, you know, you went from not being too successful finding people. How did you go to that to suddenly being able to meet 45 people? What was it, what were you looking for in profiles and how did that happen online? Well, I had, I, I started really looking, I, I actually had files. So I had my A files of the men I really were was very interested in. But I noticed a lot of them didn't seem to be interested in me. Um, or, or, you know, maybe they were looking for someone younger or prettier or what have you. And so I went to my B files and I thought, you know, sometimes men don't take the best pictures or sometimes um, they don't write very well. Um, so let me give these guys a chance. And so I, I did meet, um, I, what I did is I, they, they emailed me. I'd say, you know, I, I would say things like, um, I'm not looking for a pen pal and it seems like we've passed the writing test. Maybe we, we can meet and possibly pass the chemistry test. So, um, so I just, set up meetings for coffee. And I noticed that a lot of times, um, sometimes they wouldn't show up or uh, they weren't my, obviously I wasn't attracted to them. Um, so I, I was making myself up and putting myself out there, but I was only meeting one person at a time. So I decided to stack my meetings. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started my own speed dating at Starbucks and basically, wow. um, in, in my show, I go 50 minutes, 90 days. I didn't have the, the energy or the, the time. So I stack my meetings 30 minutes each at adjacent Starbucks, Starbucks. There's one every two blocks. That way I can make meet three men in two hours, twice a week. That's six men in seven days. It was a wonderful plan. So that's basically what I did. And I would just tell oh each my guy. God. Before I met them, I would tell them on the phone, um, you know, I can only meet you for about 30 minutes because I have to go to dinner with friends. And then I would go to the other Starbucks two blocks away or a block away and meet the second bachelor. <laughs> and then I would go to the next Starbucks, which was two blocks away or a block away and meet the third person. So that way I was meeting three men in, a, in about two hours time. Um, wow. You certainly needed all that caffeine to be able to keep up. <laughs> To keep up that schedule, that's for sure. So, listen, I have to ask you. I, yeah, I've been married for a lot of years, so today's world, you know, dating world is not something that I've personally experienced. But like all of us, we all have single friends who are out there. They're over fifty and beyond. They're out there trying to do online dating, and I have heard so many stories. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is why I know that your show and the book resonates with everyone, whether you're single or married, because we've all heard these shows. And I know in your show, you hilariously recount some of these good, the bad, and ugly <laughs> dates, you know, like the guys who don't quite match up to their profiles. And I think you even had a guy who threw up the table. Yuck. <laughs> uh, so... Would you like to share some of those, a few highlights of some of those, uh, what happened on some of those dates? Okay, this was 10 Man 42. He was 42 years old, 6'2", never married, works on Wall Street, and he wants children. He, he emailed me, and we finally made a date. So I took a shower, washed my hair, shaved my legs three times, shaved everything three times, perfected my makeup four times, 
changed into my perfect outfit five times and drenched myself in subtle perfume. Though I had a size six dancer's body at the time, I'd always been self-conscious of my teeny tiny breasts that made me look like a 10-year-old boy. I remember my, Car- my brother Carl used to tease me, is that your hope chest, Rachel? Well, you better keep on hoping. And, and though my padded miracle bra never really did anything miraculous, I put it on anyway. I walked into the sports bar. The place was wall-to-wall men. What are they staring at? Oh, it's me. I, I guess I look good. Real good. I check out the place, and he isn't here. He said eight, right? It was eight, right? Is it eight? Ten past. Oh, hello, Tin Man. I mean, Rob, Bob, Troy. His blue eyes twinkled behind his tan-chiseled face, which was the only thing that made his crew cut completely forgivable. <laughs> wow, what a bod. Firm handshake. This guy was no joke, and I liked him already. Would you like a drink? Sure, thank you. The conversation seemed to flow at first, but then, you know, Troy, you're my first, my first internet date. Well, I'm a lucky man now, aren't I? Unfortunately, I've been on quite a few. Oh, no. Now he probably thinks no one wants to meet me, and he's been on quite a few dates. I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean he only wants sex? I mean, neither one of us should have said anything like that. I'd admitted I was an Internet virgin, and he had secretly confessed that he was an Internet slut. Want some wings? I'm starving. Uh, no, thank you. So, you live in Hoboken. That's a hip place now. Tin Man Troy was now sucking sauce off a bird bone, snorting sour cream from his potato skins, and guzzling a draft beer. Go, 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 you idiots. Did you know that Sinatra was from there? Oh, man, fumble. I'm losing him. Penalty. I'm losing him. No touchdown. I've lost him. It's officially a dead date. Darn it. And he never saw my great legs because he was late and missed my Oscar-winning entrance. I got to wake this guy up. Hey, Tin Man, look at me. I could be the love of your life. You could be my Mr. Right. We could be the one. I need to go to the ladies' room. This was my last-ditch effort to get Tin Man Troy to check me out in full-length version as I shawshayed my best Cindy Crawford, as I shawshayed my goods through like a catwalk with my best Cindy Crawford face on. Tin Man Troy was glued, all right. He was glued to the game on flat-screen TVs. Um, I finally had the courage to internet date, but I needed a brain to realize that Tin Man would never have a heart. I wanted to click my heels together, repeating, there's no place like home, there's no place like home, and be magically transported there. I went back to the bar. Well, I, ha- I have a busy day tomorrow. I can walk myself home. It's okay, I don't live very far. It was nice to meet you, Tin Man. I mean, Troy. You too, Rebecca, he burped. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> So I went back to, anyway, so that's one of them. Um, oh, I mean, he so, just, just, so he looked, so he looked good, but had zero. Yes. One was more interested in his uh, buffalo wings and his, um, his potato skins and his, in his beer and game, the sports than he was in me. So I don't even yeah. know why we met. Yes. But, yes. You know, why did he even show up? I exactly. know. Oh, I mean, I, I felt like he was probably just disappointed in, in who I was or something. And so that a lot of the book, too, I talk about that, about how, um, you know, some people are just not for other people and that you shouldn't take it personally. But um, but the practice of meeting all these men really, really helped my self-esteem. It's it's almost like you have to almost practice dating. Um 
and I did, I did take it on as almost a part-time job, but it's the most important part-time job you're really going to have if you're looking for a mate, you know, if you really want a relationship. So I took it that seriously, but it took, it took a lot of dates for me to get in a rhythm um, of getting my confidence and actually learning about what I wanted in a man. Um, again, I, a lot of these are funny, you know, funny dates. I could read you another one if, if you would like. Or Oh, um, sure. I, I love that because they're so funny. And I know um, everyone, I know everyone, single woman out there has had some of these experiences and can relate to this. Harvard graduate, 37, VP of a Fortune 500 company, charity founder, and a triathlete. Username, Philanthro Jock. He's a philanthropist <laughs> and a jock. A nice combination. Profile. Profile says he's 5'10". Okay, I'll go for that. Ring, ring, chat, chat, ready, set, it's a go. This time, no sports bar where the game upstages the dame. No greasy wings, slimy skins, or burpy booze. Just some pleasant background music over a cup of coffee. Starbucks, perfect. And there he is, philanthrojock, sitting in the corner, smiling at me. He got here first, not late, excited to meet me. But as I'm getting closer, he's not getting bigger. He looks small, <laughs> but he's still so far away. He has brown hair and eyes, so we would definitely have brunette babies. Dark, athletic Harvard graduates that would be CEOs of companies one day, all with big hearts and deep pockets. Together, we could make a new generation of Rockefellers. He doesn't look 5'10", but he's still sitting. He pushes back his chair as he stands to greet me. He was rising. Was he getting up to greet me? No. He'd already stood up. Oh God. Oh God. That's it. Oh, please don't tell me that's it. Please just let him grow just a few more inches. He said something, but I couldn't hear anything. All I knew is he was not 5'10". He had to be at least eight or nine inches shorter than my 5'8 stature, but I was wearing two inch heels. Okay. 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 Don't freak out, Rachel. Do the math. Without the heels, he'd be 5'3", maybe 5'4". And you know what? He could wear cowboy boots or platforms. <gasps> He is wearing platforms. He's up by at least three inches. He might as well be in heels or better yet, stilettos. He's only 5'1", maybe 5'2", on a good day after yoga class. Okay, I wouldn't mind if he was a tad short. I've dated shorter men and I'm okay with that. But I was more upset to be lying about it. And it wasn't just a few inch fib. It was a 10 inch lie. Maybe he hid the 10 inches somewhere else. Hmm. As his mouth kept moving, all I could think is, you may help people, but you're a liar. You lied to me, Napoleon. For a Harvard graduate, aren't you smart enough to know that when you meet women, they'll know that you are not 5'10", you big fat, no, 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 pint-sized liar? Anyway, so, that, so that's um, a part of, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, I, I have to say, so in my internet dating, I've noticed that women lie. A, you know, we all kind right. of here. But I noticed that women especially lie about their age and their weight. <laughs> that's that's and interesting. Men, yes. And men tend to lie about their income or their job and their height. So I just, I just, uh, I, I just think that's um, kind of, I mean, we all, we all lie a little bit about I mean, I, I actually lied a few years about my age when I was internet dating just because 
at that point I, I did want to try to have a, a child. So, um, and 39, I felt like was, right. was too, you know, it's funny how people judge people in numbers and they shouldn't. Um, but I felt like 39, a lot of men would go, Oh, that's too old to even have a child. Right. Um, so they're looking more at the 34, 35 year olds. So at that point in time, I actually did say it was 34, 35. Um, and, and I know a lot of people say, don't, don't lie. And you shouldn't really lie a lot on your profile, but I think if there's a number that and you're only going a few years one way or the other, that it's okay because like if, you know, 58 people judge a person at 58 different than 60 and it's too, and it's silly. It's really silly because, um, right. we shouldn't judge anybody by really, um, and I, and you have to figure out what your priorities are to when you're internet dating. And that's, that's one thing that I learned a lot about. Yeah. Uh, what my priorities are. So, it's great. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you this. I know it was very interesting what you said in the beginning that when you were first doing online dating before you took on your sister's challenge, right. uh, you weren't, you weren't getting that many dates because you kind of had this a list, but mm -hmm. once you put yourself out there, that opened you up to meeting a lot of different people. So mm -hmm. I, I have, I see that, you know, myself with a lot of women I talk, I hear that I'm talking to who are online dating and they'll go through their checklist. You know, they'll only look at this person or that person or this kind of situation, or if he misspells something or makes a grammar mistake in the, you know, writing back, then they're out. So do you think those in your experience in just putting yourself out there, is that too limiting and should you be looking broader and maybe you will find that person there once you take off some of those parameters? Yes. What, what's yes. your experience in doing this? Well, yeah. I'll tell you, if you say that you want, let's say height is, is important to you and you want a man who's between 5'10 and 6'2 or something like that, and you put that down, you know, that there may be a guy who's, you know, five, nine or who's six, three and he's perfect for you. And he's not going to come up on your, on your, uh, your, on your, on your uh, dating, um, on the dating site, he's not going to come up for you or you're not going to come up for him. See, people don't realize, yes, you should, you should cast a wider net. Uh, I've met a lot of women and men and there's, they're almost, you know, you, can be you should be selective but you need to really know what your priorities are um is your priority religion is it um is it uh, a, a certain income is it um just sense of humor um but but i notice yeah. a lot i actually have a character in my book her name's wendy and she's from la um and she's from new york but she lives in la and she goes on and on about how the perfect man for her has to be between like five eleven, 11 and six two. He has to be forty two years old. He has to be a Leo. Right. You know, she keeps going. And, Blue eyes. And what, what happens is the chemistry part. Even if you have, let's say there is a guy that fits your profile, you know, to, to the T, and you meet him and there's no chemistry. I mean, I actually did meet my husband. I didn't meet my husband through the internet. 
Um, he's a great guy, but I'm glad I did online dating because it really got me out there. It got me to write down what my priorities are. Right. Um, and all, but if I had met him online, if he did write anything, because he's a horrible, he doesn't, he doesn't spell check. <laughs> and he's not a very, he's not a very good, he doesn't spell well. I mean, he does. So you, knows, so you he, might have discounted him. You I would have. One of your throwaways. Especially being a writer and someone who's from a background of English and theater. I mean, that's, that's important to me. So, yes. um, but I have to say it, it wasn't important to him, but. Again, my priorities had changed, you know, um, when I first started internet dating, I was all about, you know, someone who was, you know, wealthy, um, a certain height, um, you know, never been married, um, wanted, you know, of course, wanted, at the time I was looking for someone to have a child with, wanted, wanted children. And it, my priorities completely changed throughout my, my online dating. Um, that's, what's so great about online dating is because it makes you write down what you want in a partner and, and you don't really, you may not really know what you want and you can edit your profile as you go along. So through that editing process, you learn what, what really is the important, um, qualities that you want in someone. So for instance, my qualities changed, uh, for, uh, of what I wanted in a person from someone who was wealthy to someone who had integrity. I really was looking for someone with yes. great integrity and a good sense of humor that became more that, that became more of my priority than anything. Mm -hmm. So um, the ex, so some of the external things became uh, less important than a person's internal or intrinsic right. value as opposed to their Right. Just I mean, so the other for some, things. yeah, some women, you know, money may be very important or whatever it may be, religion, whatever it may be. And that's fine. But I would, I would suggest for women to look at like their three top priorities. And also I think distance, I notice a lot of women go within a 20 mile radius. I, I have to say my, my radius was 3000 miles. <laughs> Oh, I, I, wow. I, I was thinking, you know, if I, if I, had, to move, if I yes. had to move to L.A. to find the love of my life and who knows, maybe he would move here or maybe he has a house, you know, nearby. I, I mean, another right. really good tip when you are online dating and people don't realize this is when you do travel and you, let's say you go on vacation a couple times a year to a different zip code. You know, you can change your zip code so that you can meet people in that other area. And people don't realize that. They say, okay, I live in New York. Ah. So when you when you go away, let's say you're away for a month or even a few weeks, I actually did that. Um, you can change the zip code on a lot of these uh, on a lot of these web um, online websites, and you can, I mean, online dating sites, and you can um, meet the people in those areas. So that I'm all about casting a wide net. And also to meet the person, just meet the person. Just see you know, that's you such that's great advice because it's so amazing to me how many people do chat with people online, but then they never actually get to the and they'll tell me their stories and I'm like, well, just go have coffee with mm -hmm. them, and mm -hmm. you know something holds them back from doing that. So your advice is so great on all those points. So let me ask you in the in the course of those forty five sub dates. Was there anyone who really surprised you in terms of 
not someone who obviously didn't, you didn't marry any of those people, but someone who really surprised you in terms of going in maybe with low expectations and this person surprised you and was more than you thought they would be? Were there any of those people along the way? Definitely. In fact, um, I was dating three men at the same time, but not like it wasn't serious, you know, it was very casual. Um, I was very prudish, I have to say. Um, and I was dating three different men when I did meet my husband. And I actually, he doesn't know this, but I actually <laughs> continued, I continued dating them. Um, again, nothing was, you know, we weren't going past just kissing, you know, there right. was nothing sexual happening. Um, I really felt like I wanted to be courted. And, and treated with respect. And um, I did. I met three wonderful guys. Uh, well, one ended up being not so great. Um, but at the beginning, he was great. And then I, I just continued dating and also staying very, very, uh, you know, virginal <laughs> or prudish. Okay. Um, and, and I let the men court me, like, take me out and, and plans, you know, a special date, which I think a lot of men are missing nowadays. I think a lot of women are texting the men and they're responding, they're, they're actually making the first move. And, you know, I think I, I'm an old fashioned kind of person. And, um, I really think that the, the man does need to, you know, ch you know, uh, ch ch chase the woman or feel, you know, feel a little bit of a challenge mm -hmm. with the woman. Um, and I think that establishes also respect, you know. Um, I know nowadays millennials are hooking up and I think that's okay if that's what you're into. I'm not judging that. But um, I think if you really want a relationship that's longstanding. Um, right. It's the difference between be looking for a date and a mate, I think. So that's... Definitely. That's a big Definitely. distinction. So what would be your your bottom line message here? I mean, you've had a lot of experience doing this now. What would your be your message to other women and men too who are searching for a mate as opposed to a date? Well, the, I think everyone has to remember that sometimes it is a numbers game. Um, you know, you just have to keep going on these dates. You meet them for coffee just for 30 minutes. You don't have to spend a lot of money because a lot of men, sometimes they spend a lot of money for dinner on a girl they're not even interested in or the girl's not even interested in them. Um, I think if you don't feel confident that you have to pretend you're confident, you almost have to, and this is, a, this is one of my takeaways from my book and my show, is that you have to fake it until you make it real because once you once you act confident then you may you're, you're most likely to become confident um and I, I think people need to change their routine and, and and find new circles um to find the person that that other that the person that may be their companion you know don't be afraid to get out there change up your routine um, of course, do everything safe, you know, when you meet people, meet them in a public place, don't, you know, don't go away with them alone somewhere and, and keep that in mind. But my, my main takeaway is, uh, um, 
that it you know, it's never it's never too too late to for your for self discovery or for love. Um, even on this journey of writing profile, writing your profile and figuring out your priorities, you're gonna learn so much about yourself, and that then you'll be able to really attract the person that's the right person for you once you know more about yourself. So. Those are, I guess those are my, my takeaways. Oh, and that's such a great positive message to leave everyone with. And I can't thank you enough for, for joining us. And this has just been so much fun talking to you. Oh, and oh, it's, it's such a great experience. Your show is so funny. And I know the book is going to be fabulous. We'll tell everybody how to, how to find you and keep up with all the great things you're doing. And thank you for sharing your sharing all of this with you know so many people who are going to uh, be encouraged that they too could find their mate. So if, if um, anybody wants to write me, they can at Forty Five Coffee Dates at Gmail or um, go to my Facebook page, which is Forty Four Five, the, the number Four Five Coffee Dates.